Welcome to Thanks It's the Trauma. I'm Dr. Alyssa, and this is a podcast with my friends, Nikki and Heidi. We're connected by a unique and unusual experience, and we talk about it and other traumas with honesty, booze, and cuss words. Season one, episode one, Intersection. Hey, it's Dr. Alyssa, and I'm here with Nikki. Hi. And Heidi. Cheers. How's that margarita? (laughs) It's very good. I'm super excited for our very first episode, the inaugural season of why our lives are fucking crazy. (laughs) I shouldn't know you. It just keeps going. Yeah, like we shouldn't know each other. We shouldn't, but I'm really glad that we do. So what are the odds, you know, what are the odds that we would find each other across state lines? What are the odds? And not only that, in the the same doctor's office, you know, like so close and then so far. Right. So I guess we should tell everyone where we live. Hi, I'm Heidi. I'm in North Carolina staring at my Zoom computer where Dr. Alyssa and Nikki are together in Nashville, Tennessee, mm. Music Honky City. Tonk. Whoop, whoop. Every time we, we shouldn't sit. know each other, but we do. We do. I'm we, glad that we do. I'm so glad that we do too. But I was thinking maybe as we kick off this podcast, we should have a code word that whenever we hear it, we're allowed to drink. Is that okay? Yes, <laughs> I think that would be acceptable. And maybe that's how we let everyone know that. Our- I think the word should be Tinder. <laughs> oh, or Hinge. I'm not on Tinder. Hinge. <laughs> yeah. Hinge. We're all on Hinge. hinge. So drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa, I'm dying to know why we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery to you, huh? Yeah. So I guess I'll start off with my, uh, just a, a small version of my story and how it connected the three of us. So I'm Dr. Alyssa and I was married to James for five years and we had a great marriage. It wasn't perfect, but it was, it was a great marriage. We loved each other very much. James had two kids from a previous marriage and then we had a child together, but we are now no longer married. And That started for me August 4th of 2019 on my nephew's 16th birthday party. James told me as we were sitting in the kids' playroom and the kids were running all around us that he was questioning his gender. And I said, what does that mean? And James said, I think I might be a trans woman. And that is the moment that I laid on the floor to try to stop the room from spinning. And yeah, and then it just continued from there. So, you know, this big reveal, I might be a trans woman, but then not really fully knowing. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you might be a trans woman? Because this has never been something that has ever been discussed before. James was a very manly man. There's nothing about him that made me think that he might be a trans woman or a woman in any regard. And, but it had been something that he had been thinking about for a few months and really came to fruition then. And then a couple of weeks later, 
he came to me and said, you know what? I think that it's wrong. Maybe it's just some weird fetish. It's wrong. I'm going to stay in. And I was relieved and I believed it. And I told, you know, anyone who knew, never mind, don't worry about it. James is really, really a man. It's okay. Hey, this is Dr. Alyssa interrupting this podcast episode to give a disclaimer. In this episode, we talk in detail about our experiences with our former spouses who are transgender. Our former spouses have given us their permission to share these parts of our story. We affirm their gender and affirm every person's gender and sexual orientation. Not every person who experiences their spouse coming out as trans will interpret it as a trauma, but that is our story. We are still growing as former spouses of trans folks, and we certainly make mistakes along the way in pronouns and names. We have no intention of misgendering or deadnaming. There is nothing wrong with being transgender. Their identities are valid, and we support all LGBTQ folks. Now, back to the episode. So this is Nikki, and we're all still getting to know each other. I think me and Alyssa know each other well. I think Heidi and Alyssa know each other well. And me and Heidi are still learning each other. So Alyssa and Heidi, I want to know your story. How did you two meet? Well, I, I apparently a few days after, I don't really fully remember this, but a few days after James told me that he might be a trans woman and was questioning his gender, I found a trans spouse support group. Was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I made a fake Facebook account so that nobody could find out that I had joined this group. I was terrified that somebody would find out and it would out James and change our lives. And so I made a fake account to get on there and see what other people's experiences were. And then that's how I found Heidi. Dun, dun, dun. This was a really, this is kind of a hard story for me to even go back and and kind of, you know, go through Alyssa, but sort of before we get to me, can I ask you some more questions, please, about yeah. your story? Yeah. So I think in later episodes, or I know in later episodes, we're going to share all of the details of our personal stories and journeys. But I want to go back to that moment of you were like, James had just told you and you're laying on the floor and you have a, a doctorate in counseling. What did you do to get off of the floor to be able to get onto Facebook to make a fake account? Like I kind of missed that part of your journey because that's how you got to me. Yeah, I think, you know, part of it feels like a black hole. There's a lot of those moments I don't remember because I mean, really, it was it was a trauma to me. And so you know, my initial response, you know, was just keep going, take the next step. You know, it was shock. There's a lot of shock. And so, you know, in the immediate, it was just shock and hope that it wasn't true, you know, some denial yeah. perhaps. And um, getting on that group was, you know, I was hoping to find other people that could answer questions for me. Like, what does this mean? Do, did your spouses always know? Weren't they like little kids and they knew that they were a girl in a boy's body and they hated their body? Because those things were not true for James. So, you know, I was looking for answers and I only have vague memories really of those early days of reaching out and trying to find them. Yeah. 
that's just so eerily similar, you know? So, hey, everybody. I'm Heidi. I have two young children, boys, until they tell me otherwise. And I was married to Jay. And all of us were actually married to Jay's. So, but I was mm-hmm. married to Jay. And well, we had a very happy marriage. We were deeply, deeply in love, cruising through life. Like I just thought, you know, I felt sorry for everybody else, honestly, because my marriage was great. I mean, Jay is one of my favorite people in the entire world, just perfect soulmate kind of match. And the way that I found my way to Alyssa is because on October 21st, after about nine months of my husband being in a pretty severe depression and was typically a pretty happy and go lucky kind of guy, he tried to commit suicide. And after he attempted you know, thought about and was attempting to take his life, he opened up to me and shared with me that he was depressed and he sought a counselor. And little did I know he had sought counseling with a gender identity counselor. And my story is very similar to yours, Alyssa, in the sense that Jay also did not have memories of like just, it was only a recent thing. He didn't have memories of being like a young boy that wanted to be a girl, but all of a sudden his brain was exploding. This is how he describes it, but his brain was exploding with images and thoughts of being a trans woman, just being a woman, not being a trans woman, but being a woman. And that led him down the route of suicide, which we will address extensively, I think in each one of these episodes. Well, I decided to give my husband some space and I took our kids on a long trip. I think we were gone four to six weeks just on a road trip and we went to Disney World and did all sorts of fun things while the meds could kick in and and could find some peace because at that time, I just thought we were in the middle of, you know, a major depressive episode. And when I returned on October 21st, 2018, so, you know, about 10 months earlier than your story started, Alyssa, mm-hmm. my husband handed me a letter when I got home from that trip. And that letter described, and he read it to me. So he said, we need to talk. Those words you never want to hear. And I thought, God damn it. He cheated. That son of a bitch. And the depression is all because of his guilt And this is ridiculous that this has become my life. You know, I trusted him and he's getting ready to open his mouth. And what I did not think was coming out of his mouth was, I'm transgender. And I swear to you, I had never even, like, I don't have a doctorate in counseling. Like the only person I had ever heard of to use this term, well, two, actually. There's a little boy, Ryland, that like had this, you know, viral YouTube video when I was pregnant with Max. And then Caitlyn Jenner. And so I'm reading this letter and I'm thinking, oh my God, the blackout, like you said, that's when the blackout started. I remember I did say to my husband, I love you and God made you perfectly in his image. This was not a mistake. 
but I'm going to need you to leave <laughs> before I go crazy right now. I mean, like I need some space. Well, I ended up leaving one of my really good friends who is also a doctorate in counseling drugged me. And <laughs> I mean, and then it became a blur, but I found myself. So the way I got to this Facebook group is I found myself Googling transgender spouse because I didn't have language. I'd never heard the term cisgender. As I'm Googling, I'm reading all these things I, my eyes were never open to, even though my family is very liberal and very affirming. It was just an eye-opener of doing is different than saying for our family. So I was learning, learning, learning as much as I could to wrap my head around this. I didn't know what it meant for our marriage or our kids. I just knew I needed help. I knew I felt very alone. I felt humiliated. I felt embarrassed. I felt shame. All these things we could get into. And then I was also kind of blacking out, not eating, not sleeping. And so I jump on Facebook after Google. I will say Google failed me. Google was like, you mean your child is transgender. (laughs) I'm like, nope. Nope. I mean, my spouse is transgender and I didn't know it. So I also found that there's a lot of people that know their spouse is transgender and knowingly get married to someone who's transgender. And that wasn't my story. So I was just having a very difficult time. And I typed in transgender spouse into Facebook and I was like, oh, wonderful. There's a support group and you have to answer these questions and you jump in it. Well, you know, Alyssa, I don't really remember what I posted, but it was, let's just say if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not in that that support group because that support group was not <laughs> cisgender, heterosexual females that were surprised that their spouse was trans. Very and few, certainly very few of them. Fear, yeah, very few. Very few. So I think I put something on there like, I feel like a widow or, and I use the male pronoun because, you know, my husband just said he's transgender, but he hadn't transitioned yet. So like, I don't know a she or a her. I just know, you know, at this time I just knew him. And so anyway, long story short, I got annihilated on this Facebook support group. It was the opposite of support. I was shamed and I was attacked for not like being all knowing of all the correct terms. And it just was not the right place to be. This particular support group was for spouses of transgender persons who were going, there's difficulties in that, that are different than our difficulties when you well, are. Well, and to be, to be fair, there isn't yeah. another one. Yeah, there isn't there a support group for people who were unhappy with their spouse being trans. That doesn't exist today. It does now. Our podcast. Yeah. We have a Facebook group, everybody. If you didn't know it, Alyssa didn't even know it. We have a Facebook group. (laughs) And she made it. Thanks. It's the trauma. And if this story is sounding all too familiar, please come join the hot wives of transgender I don't know. Hot ex wives. The hot ex wives of transgender women. Um, Well, Mm -hmm. anyway, I get annihilated in this group. And then I get this text 
message on Facebook Messenger from this girl, Liz B. And it's like, <laughs> hey, I think we should talk offline. I think our stories like intersect. And I was like, oh, I just remember thinking, oh God, you know, please. So let me read you, Alyssa, your text message from August the 9th, 2019. Five days days after I found out that, yeah, that James might be transgender. And let me also just take a reminder that this was 10 long fucking months of sorrow and loneliness, mm-hmm. loneliness, like deep, deep loneliness. I mean, you can't just call up all your friends and be like, Hey, my husband thinks he's transgender. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, so anyway, so 10 months of loneliness and I get, hello, Heidi, this is Lisby from the Spouses of Transgender People group. I created an alternate account so I don't out my spouse on accident by people seeing the group I'm in. Right when I read that, I was like, well, shit, I accidentally outed him to a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and so it says... Alyssa continues, so we are super early into this process. My husband has only realized over the last few weeks that he's a trans woman. I'm devastated and I know in my gut I cannot do it for many reasons, mostly because I'm straight. We have a very young child together and two other young children that I'm a stepmom to that I've been helping raise for the last five years. This is complicated to say the least. How are you handling this process? It's so nice to find someone else in a similar situation. This is me bawling, bawling, bawling. (laughs) And then I go into, I don't believe her. This is a stalker, crazy person who's like coming to get me. So I don't respond for days. Days. How many days? How many days did two, you make me wait? Two, day, two days. Jesus, Heidi. Two days. Okay, so I waited two days and then we started chatting and then we like exchanged phone numbers. And for the first time in my life, I am just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have like a friend in this. So I, you know, I waited several days to respond to Alyssa because I thought she was like a fake. But then we started talking and sharing and it was really apparent. And I stalked you on Facebook and then I realized, you know, this was a real person. And so we exchanged hundreds of text messages. And for the first time, I just feel, I feel like I'm going to make it (laughs) right. I feel like if there's one, one person in this world, one, that's all I need is one. I'm going to be okay. And I'm not kidding you. Two weeks later, Alyssa, she sent me a text message that says, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. No. James, no. no. Tell me what you said. Tell me no. what you said. I said, James thinks it's actually a fetish. And so he's not really transgender. And so I think we might be able to figure it out and work out our marriage. And for everyone listening right now, yes, it was like I got punched in the stomach and left for dead. And I was like, well, good for you. I'm glad that your husband's not transgender. Mine still is. Now I have to go back to Google and that fucking God awful Facebook group to try this again. So... 
But anyway, but unfortunately for me, a couple of weeks later, James realized that really he was a transgender woman, Jamie, and started that transition at that point. And then I got a text message that was like, just kidding again. <laughs> and we should be friends. We do have something in common. Putting it back together. <laughs> Let's get the band back together. Yeah, band exactly. Back together. And it was this weird thing because like I had felt happy for you and sad for me. And then now I was switching back to like feeling sad yeah. for both of us and yeah. just kind of, you know, well, for me, Alyssa, this launched this, you know, long distance friendship, long distance right. support system that I really honestly for 10 months thought was an impossibility. And so, you know, I'm forever grateful and I'm so Mm -hmm. excited now that I'm friends with Nikki too. So (laughs) now Nikki, I, I like, I sort of know a little bit of this story, but like how in the world Spoiler alert, Nikki's husband's trans too, if no one else has figured <laughs> right. out yet. But like, Nikki, how did your life intersect with Alyssa's? I work in a doctor's office that Alyssa goes to. And, you know, she'd been a patient and we shared some moments where I was packing wounds and things like that. Indeed. <laughs> it was fairly gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. It was awesome. One day she wrote into her provider and I get every message from patients and I divvy them out to the providers as necessary. And I didn't even read hers. It just said Xanax, I think, as the oh, yeah. subject yeah. line. Mm-hmm. And everyone asked for Xanax. So I just gave it to her provider. And her provider actually stands right in front of me with her laptop and we talk to each other. And she looks at me and she goes, Nikki, did you read Alyssa's message? And I said, no, she wants Xanax. And she goes, you need to read it. So I read it and I look at the provider and I say, give her my phone number. (laughs) You can put it in the message. You can tell my story. I don't care at this point. And Because I was asking for Xanax because I was having panic attacks because of James coming out as transgender. Literally minutes later, I get a text message from Alyssa. (laughs) And that begins the mm-hmm. history of our friendship. And we, I think we met for breakfast mm-hmm. that weekend. And Alyssa was still very raw. And I was approaching divorce. We had already filed and we were going to be final in October. And this was, when was this? It was I mean, probably, probably August. Probably August. August. Yeah. yeah. I reached out quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you know almost everything about us, let's hang out on social. On Insta, you can find us on Thanks It's the Trauma podcast, everywhere else, including our website, just Thanks It's the Trauma. And if you have any questions or want to email us, we would love to get back to you. Thanks It's the Trauma podcast at gmail.com. So, Nikki, I want you to back up and tell me what this part of your story that I don't know. And that's... Right. All of it. So, (laughs) Alyssa gets to you. 
but like, so honestly, like we're all pioneering, but you're really pioneering because you, you went first, I guess, in this. And so will you just share a little bit about what your marriage was like and your life and how you came to discover or how you were told? I was also married to a James. We met when I was 21 and it was, uh, for me, I just knew it was that you know, this is going to be the person. We dated five years while I was in college. And then we got married and we were married for 18 years, plus the five we dated and lived together. We have two teenage sons. And in 2015, his story starts. And I'm not going to tell any of his side of the story because that's his story or her story. I am the most not correct in using the right pronouns, just so but you you're, know. So you're working on it. I'm working on it. These two, these two are teaching me oh. because I will always forever have my <laughs> husband in my mind when I speak about him. That's, yes. that's where I'm at still. So there are still things for me. I think that this um, is an important break for our listeners. As Nikki and uh, Dr. Alyssa and I speak about the past we will speak with the pronouns he and him and our husbands. And as we move to present day, you'll hear us shift to the pronouns of she and her or their new names. Correct. Yeah. In February 2016, my husband had been attending therapy for quite a few months. And I thought it was for trauma therapy, but it ended up turning into he or learned that he was transgender and wanted to be a woman. First, it was just gender dysphoria, and then it, it dived into full transgender and wanting to change. And when he told me, I thought he was going to tell me he was gay. And that was very cut and dry to me. You know, no, we weren't going to stay together because... I mean, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was, it was incompatible. Incompatible. Sure. But then he told me he wanted to transition into a woman. And I don't remember what happened after that because I tend to forget things that are traumatic in a moment. And you guys did research. I tried to research on Google as well and find groups and support groups. And I did join a couple Facebook groups. And when I am in a traumatic, overwhelmed, and anxious situation, I shut off and I don't want to know anything. I don't want to research it. I don't want to talk to anyone who's going through it. I don't want to know what's lying in front of my path ahead of me. I just want to kind of fold inward and just deal with whatever I'm dealing with. I do that. I find myself doing that often in traumatic situations. And uh, eventually I'll snap out of it. But my first initial reaction is to not be compliant in any way. (laughs) That's my nature. Did you also Uh, reach out to your doctor for Xanax? Like I did not, you know, and I work with doctors all day long (laughs) and they watched me cry my eyes out every morning. And I would tell them what was, well, not really. I didn't tell anyone for a long time because I was very ashamed. And how Mm. do you tell anybody that this is going on? What are the words? What are the words for me? I don't know. I could imagine 50 different other reasons of why I might be getting divorced. This was never one. Yep. And I had deal breakers. My deal breaker is 
if you cheat on me, we're done. I'm not going to, there's just no situation for me. That will refer back to my childhood history later when we dive into that. But no, this was not on my radar. And I think all of us had that initial thing pop in our head where we didn't sign up for this. This was not in my life plan. And this wasn't in the vows. Right. And I don't want to be with a woman. I want to be with a man. And that was, you know, and we spent two more years together where I thought he was in midlife crisis and he thought I was going to learn to love a woman or she thought I was going to learn to love a woman. And it just wasn't happening. And then like Alyssa, James went away for a work event and came back and said, you know what? I want to be a man. I, yeah, forget it. I, I've changed, you know, it's not me. That's not, I'm not going to be a woman. And in seven days, he came back and said, yeah, I can't do it. I want to be a woman. Wow. And that's where my heart shut off. I said, that's it. We're done. This is the end. Yeah. Uh, It was a hard line. Instead of just a blurred line, it became a hard line. And I was mad now. I was mad. That was a heart jerk around. So yeah. So from about then, I would say that was in September 2017-ish, 2016 maybe. We stayed together a little longer. He, she moved out in December of 2017 before Christmas. And I moved into another house with the boys in April of 2018. We filed in July of 2018 and we were final by October 18. So it was a whole nother year plus before your life intersected with Alyssa. Right. Was there intersect until 2019. Was there any other person that no. you heard of, knew? Okay, no. could, okay. Well, let me, let's just laugh no. about something for a minute because <laughs> you didn't email Chris Jenner like I did. No. <laughs> did you really email Chris Jenner? Um, my of husband you might have. Of course I did, did not. I was like, I know even surprised me. one transgender spouse with children <laughs> who left. I was like, in the whole We world. should have her on the podcast. Yes. She, we, she should come on here. Yeah. And she needs to yeah. explain herself as yeah. to why she didn't respond to the desperate to email, you know, because- No, I folded it in. I didn't want to tell anyone followers. that. No, I wasn't going to watch any TV shows or documentaries or read any books. I wasn't doing any of it. No. My personality is I'll do this myself. Yeah. I'll Bear just do down. it myself. Bear yeah. down and just... I've done harder. I'll do it yeah. myself. Okay. Yeah. Well... That's just for... how I work. Well, for it's everyone... It's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be many examples of me not being healthy mentally in all of this. But here I'm standing. So also my ex did become suicidal. And there was suicide ideation and he had a plan. And I worked a lot of years in suicide prevention and with lost survivors of suicide. So he was smart enough or she was smart enough to tell me that this was going on. This is what she was thinking. And this is the plan that she had. And that's kind of when we um, really dove. He, she got really involved in therapy, really intense therapy. Well, for everyone that's listening, I think that you'll hear many ways in which 
the three of our lives have intersected and really the ways in which our ex-spouses' lives have intersected, although they don't know each other. So we talked about like, we have this one common denominator, like we all are cisgender heterosexual women that are attracted to men and loved our husbands and have children, you know, younger children, like under the age of that are not adults, you know, 18 and under. And no, I have an 18 year old. <laughs> I have adult well, children. Now, now <laughs> you do. Now, I mean, at the time of, at the time of learning though, like all non-adult children, two of us, have had spouses that had suicidal ideation or attempts. Two others of you had the intersection of transphobia, internal transphobia, where they, your spouses said, yes, uh, no, uh, you know? Um, And so I want to share that because anyone who's listening, who needs this, we are going to address on this podcast you know, all of these, we're going to dig in so deep, like you're going to know about our sex lives and our dating lives and (laughs) our Xanax lives and, you know, (laughs) trauma and anxiety. Yeah. And so we just hope everyone will, will stick around for, you know, so much more of this intersecting, like we're just scratching the surface. Well, now I want to share Nikki about like how we got to know each other. Right. Then I'm like, (laughs) right. So it's like this domino effect is going on and we hope that like other, we're going to hear from other women. We just hope that we're going to hear from other women and our, and our like hot ex-wives club is going to grow. Well, because there are other people who've had this experience. And even in that group, there were women having this experience who felt like they couldn't leave or shouldn't leave and who had so much shame themselves about the situation that they just felt trapped in it. And so, you know, we certainly want to be a safe place for other people who are having this experience. I want to ask you two questions. Did you ever at any time think that you could stay? No, I wanted to. I saw my therapist and I, I was like, I just, it feels so wrong of me to leave. And she's a lesbian, thank God. And she looked at me and she leaned in and she said, Alyssa, you are not a lesbian. And I was like, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so no, I knew that I could and I felt guilty and ashamed for wanting to or thinking that, it, that having a gut knowing I wasn't even wanting to, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to get out of my marriage, but it was a, it was a deep, deep knowing. And Glennon Doyle talks about that in her books, that, that knowing with a capital K. And it was my knowing that this was what was right for me was to leave. Well, my answer is different than Alyssa's. So I spent, I also have a therapist who is a lesbian who reinforced to me that I was not lesbian many times. And so I spent a lot of time in therapy, not trying to know if I was going to stay in a sexual relationship in our marriage as it was forever. But I did spend a lot of time contemplating whether or not I could continue to be married, co-parenting partners in an asexual marriage with my best friend because that's who Jay is to me. I was 
figuring out for about the first eight, nine, 10 months, this is like insert Alyssa, right? Mm -hmm. I was hiding behind the like shame that I can't share this with anyone. Well, if I just stay and we kind of keep it in our little bubble. Also, my J is moving at like a snail's pace. Okay. So here we are 18 months later. I am still married. I should probably disclose that legally, at least. We don't live together. Our children, you know, know we're not together and all of that kind of thing. But like, there wasn't this quick transition. And in fact, on most days, I'm seeing someone who's like, sort of looks like a guy, but like is on estrogen and like, you know, it's just difficult because sometimes he has a baseball cap on and like hiking shoes and like still... Yeah, well, maybe not so much anymore, but for a while afterwards, like just still looked like my hot ass husband, probably before estrogen, still looked like my hot ass husband. And it was like kind of hard to like, you know, make your brain switch over to like, you're seeing one thing and hearing another thing. And it's just all sorts of confusing. So anyway, I thought about it. I sometimes I still kind of like, you know, negatively fantasize about not having to get divorced and being able to raise my children and a family. I don't ever consider the possibility of like being intimate with Jay ever again. I mean, that is like so gone, 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 gone. That ship has long sailed. I mean, because now I do kind of look at them, her as you know, a girl that I'm not attracted to in any way. Jay, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm so sorry. I'm saying that. But so yeah, I struggle still with it because I am deeply in love. I don't even know. I'm saying that in the present tense. And as I say it, it still sounds weird. But like I am, I deeply love the person, the soul, the human that Jay is. And I... Like I would have never gotten divorced unless he told me he was going to be a woman. <laughs> so here we Turns are. Out. Turns out that's the thing, you know? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. I knew like James was never going to cheat on me. James was never going to leave me. Like we were going to stay married. But it turns out this is the thing. So if you're like 21 right now, you know, make sure you're having <laughs> these conversations with your fiance, you know, before you... <laughs> And marriage counseling, this never came up, ironically. Pre-marriage counseling. Sorry, pre-marital counseling. This question never came up. So now, Nikki, you said you stayed for two years while, Mm -hmm. you know, their journey unfolded kind of back and forth. Like, did you think at any point, we'll talk about this later on when we address denial as one of the stages (laughs) of grief. But did you think really at any point that this was ship was going to turn around, that this was just a phase? Yeah. I thought it was midlife crisis. I thought instead of buying a really expensive car, we were going to do this instead. Or instead of him finding a really young, hot girl in her 20s, this is what we were going to do. And so that's also a reason I didn't tell anyone because what if his mind changed halfway through this and I was going to have to be like, Alyssa and be like, eh, never mind. Right. Yeah. So I just, um, it was probably the biggest secret I've ever kept for the longest time. I will say that right now I'm moving towards divorce. Alyssa, you are already divorced because frankly, it's easier to get divorced in Tennessee than it is in North Carolina. 
So <laughs> is that so? Yeah, it is. It takes a yeah. long time. It takes a long time over here in the Bible Belt. But you know, I still think about things like ethical non-monogamy, right? Like, could I continue to be partnered with someone, but then I am free to date and have sex with other, you know, people? But that we sure. live, we're friends, and we live together, and we raise our children together, and we partner and co-parent. Sure. So I don't think that that's the way my life is going to go in any way, shape, or form. Hence, Nikki and Alyssa have me on Hinge. <laughs> hinged. She calls it Hinged. Just all you hotties out there, just look up Heidi in North Carolina. <laughs> find me. No, but I mean, you know, I so so it's it's evolving for me through my therapy and my healing. So part of my permission is falling out of love and letting go and accepting that, you know, accepting that the person that I fell in love with really no longer exists. So I decided to have a goddess party uh, because have you guys seen, I'm sorry, the show? I'm sorry. Yes. No. I yes. love that show. It is so freaking funny. Nikki, you have to watch it. So on I'm Sorry, which is a hilarious show, highly recommend. It's on Netflix. There's a woman in the show who gets divorced and she has a goddess party. And the main character thinks it's hilarious and woo-woo and kind of hokey. And But then she goes and she's like, this is actually quite like beautiful. And I was like, after I realized I was getting a divorce, I looked at my best friend, Lindsay, and I was like, you're throwing me a goddess party. <laughs> so I decided to have a goddess party. And of course, I invited the two only people I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life that have been through this situation to my goddess party, Nikki and Heidi. And so then you guys, you guys are like, there. You? You. Oh my gosh. So, so <laughs> he was at... Yeah, well, you do. Yeah, Alyssa kept it as a surprise. I guess. I mean, I don't think I <laughs> it's an intentional. Knew. Yeah, but I mean, it was like this really cool thing because I land in Nashville, and I, Alyssa, I think we were having coffee, and you're like, "Yeah, there's going to be this other girl there, Nikki," and I'm like, "There's someone else. Like, is <laughs> another one?" And then the jealousy kicks in. I'm like, "You have a friend." Right down the road, <laughs> I had to buy a $500 plane ticket. Like, this is not fair, you know? So, so what was that like for you guys to meet each other, to meet another person who has I, been through this? I was just waiting for the story to be similar. You know, okay, tell me if you're... I think that's the thing, is I want to know everyone's story that's going through this because I want to find the similarities because did I miss signs? Did I not see things that I should have seen all these years. Everyone always asks you that. Did you know? Did you have a sign? Did you did you feel like no this ever showed up anywhere? And I, no. I mean we we're together over 20 years and I'm like, nah, never. Yeah. Never. Like people, let me just give you a little thing. If you are straight and you are in love with your spouse, no, no, you have no idea. You know, like no idea. Like, no, there was not a clue. Like, right. no, not weird in the bedroom. No, they were no. right. Like, yeah, even yes. even my mom, even my mom was like, when I told my mom, she goes, 
and she's nodding. And this is something that you guys have been working on for a long time. No, what? Even my own mother was like, surely you knew this. This is something you are aware of. No, mm-hmm. no, I fucking wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Blindsided. Didn't see yeah. it coming. Totally blindsided. I think we tried to yeah. also name this podcast that. But I think something that was helpful was that the people all around my J2 were just as surprised as I was. Like every right. yes. member, every friend. Even like their friends. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah and right. I will yeah. say even Jay, like I'm working on it in therapy. It's still very hard for me to believe. But like, now I'm going to go to present tense. You know, my husband hasn't transitioned yet. So it's very hard for me to use the female pronoun when they haven't transitioned, but I will try. Here's my first attempt. She, when she shares her story is very, the past is a black hole. So if there were thoughts or feelings, they were pushed down or repressed at such a young age that they don't even know that they exist or are there. And that has been one of the hardest things for me is moving to trust and belief that, you know, that the person that I loved and that I love and fell in love with and had children with wasn't like lying to me for seven years. Nikki, did you feel like James had been just lying to you for 20 years or? I felt so betrayed. I felt something and I didn't know what the word was. And then one day we went to therapy together and it was a different therapist of my choice this time. And the therapist asked, have you ever apologized to Nikki for the betrayal? And the look on my ex-husband's face, he couldn't even answer. He would just kind of stumbled. Like, uh, 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 I kind of, uh, you know, and, and I answered, I was like, no, no. Never. But that was the first time the word betrayal encompassed everything that I felt because I did feel betrayed. I don't, like I didn't feel that at all. And I still don't feel that at all. I never had any anger toward Jamie for realizing who she was. And I do think that a piece of that is because of what I do is being a counselor, having seen people who are, you know, come out in different ways and um, just having the knowledge that I have about what it means to have gender dysphoria. And so I think like having all of that was a gift to me to be able to have compassion for Jamie. And that has served me really well as far as co-parenting well with Jamie. It unfortunately did not serve me well when it came to my family and their support of me because they did not understand my not feeling betrayed and angry and not wanting to totally disconnect from Jamie. So interesting. My family has been so supportive and affirming that it's almost made me a little mad sometimes because I'm like, can't someone be angry at Jay? You know, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, everyone's sad that I'm hurting, but they're sad that she's hurting also. And so, but I will say there's been some days where I'm like, all right, thanks everybody. I would just like Mm -hmm. one person to be on my side and just say, (laughs) yeah, that's really ridiculous. So as we close the season one, episode one, and you've learned a little bit about our lives and our intersecting, it's very important that we leave a little note for everyone that's listening, just a little love note 
to say that we are all works in progress, that we have no intention to offend. We're trying to use the correct language to be affirmative and informing and educational and supportive and loving. And we are also doing this podcast because it serves as counseling for each of us also. So we just ask anyone that's tuning in to listen, to stick with us and hear so much more about the crazy twists and turns of this life and the stories and growing through it, but to give us leeway and compassion if we use the wrong pronoun every now and then. Because we are not transphobic and we are, and I I was accused of that in leaving. And I don't know if either of you were, but in not staying, I was accused of being transphobic. And so that is something that we want to make sure that we communicate is that we are affirming you know, and if we weren't, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. This is from our point of view. We're not going to speak their story. We're not going to say what it was like for them because we don't know. We weren't in their shoes, but we know what it's like to be in our shoes on this journey. So unless (laughs) they accept our invitations to interview them. Right. That's later. Yeah. Later in the series. So Dr. Alyssa, share before we sign off, what are some things that listeners can expect out of season one? So what you'll hear in the rest of this season are our stories. So this was an abbreviated version of our stories is really our intersection, how we met, how we know each other and why in this unbelievably fucked up situation. Uh, But in our stories, we'll go a lot deeper. And we'll also go through how we initially really coped. And we'll have a conversation about that. And then what we needed permission to believe. And then where we are now, what points we're at in each of our lives, some similar and some really different. And we'll end there. Hey, Alyssa, you're really funny. Heidi, you are so strong. Thanks. It's the trauma. Nikki, you are so sarcastic. Thanks. It's the trauma. (laughs) Thanks. It's the drama. Cheering each other on and cheering you on from my Vuvuzela to you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, girls. See you next week. Thanks It's the Trauma podcast is not a substitute for therapy or mental health advice. If you or someone you love is in crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. You can also text the word HOME to 741-741 to reach a trained crisis counselor. You're so funny. Thanks It's the Trauma.